Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast for May 22nd, 2020. Your host this week, I am Lee, joined by Reed. Hello. It's Friday once again, Reed. It is Friday. Quarantine day 385. Here we are, still talking about video games. Uh, my cat <laughs> is being an absolute cunt uh, today. He's not. Li- we have the explicit tag, so I feel like we should earn it. We should like throw some c words out. Oh yeah. no! If we're uh, going, if we're going that way, my cat is usually a cunt too. Yeah. This this guy, he's been fed. My wife had to run to the office, but that didn't stop him uh, for for from singing. He finally left. I kind of had a talking uh, to with him, and then I go to find my my earbuds, and that motherfucker took them across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Vindictive. Speaking of cunts, uh, what are your thoughts? On this whole Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League. Wow, we're going to get into get into this on the public beta podcast. Like, hey, listen to me. There's there's not a lot of gaming news this week, uh, so we got to talk about the real news. Yeah, well, uh, this we, is all encompassing. We were yeah. already talking about just having a random podcast to talk about dumb shit, and something like this would be a perfect topic on such a podcast were it, were it to exist. Sure. The Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is the dumbest shit. That's like yeah. the dumbest shit you could talk it's about. It's like, yeah. is anybody expecting this to be better? It's just going to be the same fucking movie longer with a darker filter on it. Like, it's not going to magically be good. Steppenwolf isn't going to not be there anymore. I'm confused because, like, we already got the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, and it's called Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's just what. Like- Look at that fucking shit. People are like, oh, but this, this Snyder cut. Like, yeah, the director's cut of Batman v Superman was slightly better of a fucking shit movie. Why do you know that name? Why are you... <laughs> and like, let, let's, let's, let's get Jesse Eisenberg and we have to tell him, look, you need to be as good as Heath Ledger, but you have like a month of prep. Yeah, you have to be as good as Heath Ledger playing Lex Luthor, who, as we all know, is as big a pop like, culture icon as the Joker. Yeah, and who is, as we all know in DC Comics, is a very mentally unstable person with hair. <laughs> <laughs> is the Facebook guy. Uh, so yeah, they had they had uh, uh, Zack Snyder, sadly, uh, w- one of his daughters passed away, which is why he had to leave the project, at which point Joss Whedon, uh, who we know as the guy who did Avengers in the safest way possible, effectively, came in. Uh, tried to lighten the mood a bit in that movie, and they released what they released, and the diehard DC fanboys out there, like, uh, they are There's they no, are convinced. No, fu- no fun allowed in my movies. <laughs> they are convinced that a better cut of this movie exists that's it longer. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't exist. There's a longer version. There's a version that's more moody, probably. There's so a, what like, is the argument after this? They release this cut, and then it's, okay, well, it's not... Oh, not, uh, like, like, this redeems the fucking Justice League? Like Jesus Christ. You know how many people are actually going to watch this? Like, not a lot. Like, there's no hardcore... Like, the whole point of superhero movies is that you bring in... A fo- I can't believe we're talking about this in the video game podcast. The whole point of a superhero okay, movie it's is... it's our podcast. We can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> is that you draw in a family of four, right? Like, like you get the dad, you get the mom, you get the two kids yeah. out, and, like, that's, like, the thing they go and do. <laughs> the nuclear family, as it were. Yeah, yeah. so, like, like, this movie caters to fucking nerds on the internet, like us, kind of. Except well, we don't least- give a fuck. 
Yeah, it's on HBO Max, so at least it is streaming to nerds on the internet. Uh, I don't think they're releasing this thing. Yeah, in theaters, but apparently they're putting in like another fucking whatever million because you got to finish the CGI that wasn't finished in the first place, right? You got to fix that mustache. Yeah, you got to do all that shit. So it's still gonna cost them like whatever fucking million. Like I heard, like forty million or some shit. Hey, you know what? Look on the bright side of this. This gives how many YouTubers uh, a chance to double tap on Justice League? <laughs> yes. Like the like, the endless cornucopia of content yeah, looking, that is looking, the Justice League. Looking forward to the fucking Red Letter Media review of Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh my god. The, the, the Ralph review of Justice League Snyder Cut. It's going to be some good shit. That's enough movies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Reed, about what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Morrowind. That's oh, shit. Morrowind <laughs> and fucking Skyrim, uh, I guess, but mostly Morrowind. Mostly. Said mostly Excellent. a lot. So uh, we've we've gone from playing the newest releases to playing Final Fantasy VII and Skyrim to playing Final Fantasy IX and Morrowind. Yes, uh, is is how is what's happening. This here is how it's working. Yeah, uh, Morrowind yeah. is great fucking fun because the game is absolutely ridiculous and does not care if you break it, which is the best kind of fun you can have in an RPG. Where if you yeah. put in the work or you're smart enough, you can absolutely do some crazy dumb shit. So like. I, I respect, I shouldn't say respect, like I restarted basically er, really early on to a different character that's pure uh, melee, except one of my major skills is alteration. And with alteration, you can do some fucking shit with it that's really cool. You can walk on water, you can water breathe, you can jump super high for one second, but that one second just leaps you across half the map. Then you have another <laughs> spell that lasts 60 seconds. And it it stops any falling damage, so that's how I get like I'm like oh that's why there's no fast travel because this game wants you to fucking leap like the Hulk across half the map, and I'm fine with this. It's awesome. You have to figure it out for yourself. You have to make your own fast travel in that game. Yeah, so I'm that's all I'm doing now. It's absolutely hilarious. If I'm ever just like man, I wish I could get up there. I'm like oh wait, yes I can. I have a fucking flying spell, so I'm just gonna use that. And I remember another. Yeah, and, sorry, go ahead. And then now that, like, my long blade skill is up in the 90s, I'm, like, I'm hitting everything every time, and I'm usually two-shotting everything, especially with the armor I have. And because of the way Morrowind's loot system works in comparison to an Oblivion or a Skyrim, which are level loot-based, so no matter what, the, the loot you're going to get in a chest is always going to be leveled to your current level, right? Or below. Yeah. yeah. There's only very specific instances in Skyrim and I believe Oblivion as well where you'll find specific loot at specific levels. Like, uh, even in Skyrim, like, if I'm going to go to Solstheim and go do the Raven, uh, go do the Blood Skull Blade mission, the Blood Skull Blade will be, I think, leveled to your character. I know it's the same for a weapon like Chillrend, which you get in the Thieves Guild quest. Which, it, it sucks because if you want a really cool weapon and you do this whole quest line, but you're still a lower level, you're not getting the full benefit. Um, and when you do reach those later levels, that weapon will no longer be viable. And that's not the case with Morrowind, which I very much enjoy. And it's the same with enemies, is that enemies and items are just leveled. That's it. Like, you, if you go into an area that is way too high level for you, that has a you'll get your ass kicked, but if you successfully go through it and kill all the enemies, you're going to get some high level shit at the end. Um, that's a that's a weird thing that I think I don't know if Fallout Four had this, uh, but Fallout seventy six definitely does, obviously because MMO. But uh, leveled gear that's actually level restricted. Uh, yeah. I don't think the the Elder Scrolls games ever got into that. Like in Skyrim, no, yeah, Morrowind get, is yeah. Morrowind is it's not level restricted. Like I can equip Daedric shit at level one. The only thing is is um. 
like loot isn't leveled in Morrowind, so I'm not gonna find uh if I go into like one of the first caves near the first town, I'm not gonna find Daedric shit in there at level ninety. It's still just gonna be iron stuff. Likewise, if I go to one of the ending areas at level one, I'll find some Daedric shit because it's one of the ending levels, right? Right. Uh, um so it's so it, it's makes... a game very much where that, that first mystique of the game, once you learn the list of things to do to break it. <laughs> it's still it's still very mis- mysterious and has that mystique. Um, it's just great fun because the game's like, no, here's this world, and if you put in the work and the time and the effort and you have the smarts, you can really bend this world to your will and do some crazy shit, which I love. It reminds me of like Final Fantasy Tactics, where yeah. they're like, hey, uh, because of the game, the way it works, you don't even have to go into the second story set of story missions, like the third story mission, and you can get a calculator, and you can get a fucking, uh, like a mime. You can get all these crazy high-level jobs because of the way the battle system works. If you go into a random encounter, they're leveled to you, so you can st- still mm-hmm. build up levels. And if you exploit the system enough, you can get all the JP you want, and bam, you can break that game because the game lets you it's not afraid to don't let get you me do wrong that. playing through a through a, an rpg like that is some kind of weird fucking nostradamus where you're like well when i'm leaving this place i'm going to be confronted by enemies standing here so i'm going to lay a trip mine and then after that cutscene is over later they just fucking explode and it's it's fun in its own right yeah well <laughs> yeah marlin's just i like how uh, it rewards you for the time you put into it in the sense that you can uh you can go beyond your current level, if you will, uh, in a sense. So, like, just one tomb, I'm just going on the street, I see, like, a Daedric tomb, I'm like, wow, this this looks mysterious, I'll go check it out. Had a really tough time in there, fought a lot of tough battles, I had to reload my save a few times, but at the end, Damn. I got, like, there's fucking vault opened, and it had, like, a glass longsword, a Daedric battle axe, a Daedric sh- shield and helm, glass armor, and I was, like, I'm, like, level 10, right? I shouldn't have that yeah. shit. And I was just like, holy fuck, this is awesome. And, like, just that feeling is so much better than when you go into Skyrim, you finish, like, an hour-long dungeon that's full of droggers or fucking dragon priests whatever, and at the end you get, like, a steel sword of fire. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, but right. you can deconstruct that and learn the enchantment. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, Morrowind is so different in that regard. Just still other things I don't like about the game, of course. Just, um plenty of grievances um just there's like i said lots of backtracking back and forth between places um this fucking main quest is just going on forever and i can't wait for it to end because when you beat the main quest you can stop the sandstorms and you can't see shit in sandstorms you can't wait them out they're just annoying as fuck and i hate them so i'm just i'm trying to blitz this main story um and it's just really slow going and there's so much at some point there's too much text to go through i think Maybe this is different back in 2003. People had different perspective on it, but I <laughs> people enjoyed reading back then. <laughs> no, yeah, but I feel there's just there's a point in a video game where you need the game to to move along, right? And if you're just yeah. sitting there waiting through fucking pages and pages of text, all of which a lot of the characters sh- share the same text, which makes characters not seem very unique from one another. You don't get that full personality from someone. I think New yeah. Vegas had the greatest compromise when it came to old school versus new school, new Vegas is like, let's take the super long dialogue system of old. Uh, and we'll try to translate that into this new system. So people will just fucking speak a lot and we'll give the player a lot of options and at least gives the illusion, uh, that there's a lot of dialogue going on here. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a way to intelligently do it, and and when placing NPCs and what dialogue they have, like asking this NPC with this voice actor about this gives you this. Well, there's another NPC that's halfway across the world that has the exact same line of dialogue, but they're not standing right next to each other, and you are unlikely to encounter yes. both of them in within the same ten hours, right? So, yes, exactly. It's yeah. It, uh, speaking of New Vegas, good good uh good little segue there. Yeah. I've been playing some New Vegas. I'm in, uh, impersonating an NCR officer. As I cruise around Camp Golf, uh, just south of the Strip, I have made my way through Boulder City. I'm just mopping up some quests so I can level up. Uh, I got, of course, the clinic is there. Uh, really important in New Vegas to save up your caps uh, so you can get permanent stat boosts, including uh, damage, uh, like defense uh, boost and uh, recovering health. These are all great things to yeah. have in the survival mode, of Man, course. I've been listening to some New Vegas stuff lately, too, and there's some new builds that I've really been itching to try out. So, like, apparently, one intelligence and putting the rest in the strength or melee character is absolutely broken, and you can just fuck up the whole game because you'll just, yeah, just one-punch everybody. I think I uh, there, was, there was an achievement back on the 360, when I cared about achievements, uh, that was basically, like, kill this many enemies with your fists. So I just started a new character that was, like, one intelligence, max strength, and just, like, sprinted to the strip, one yeah. punching <laughs> every robot, and, like, it was pretty, it was pretty great. Yeah. This courier gets, gets fucked over. Yeah. He's put into a shallow and grave. He wakes up, punches his way to the yeah, top. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how much you can play the game and still find new ways to go about it. Like, I'm, like, right now I'm just learning, or I should say right now, but lately I've been hearing a lot of people say, like, no, no, you shouldn't put anything into charisma because the only thing the charisma like attribute effects is the actual stat numbers for speech, barter, whatever, right? It yeah. doesn't do anything outside of that, so why would you need a hi- why would you need that stat higher unless you wanted specifically a boost to those skills? I was like, well, you're right. For the, for the per- there's perks along the way too, but it depends on how you plan to play yes, your character. But at it's a not point, it's not like yeah. intelligence where intelligence affects like energy weapons and science, but sure. it also it also affects experience points that you get per level, so you'll want that higher. If. I'm specifically uh, doing energy weapons and explosives on this character because obviously those are the two. Like explosives are good all the time if you have a couple of frag grenades in your yeah. inventory. Always good to be able to lob them in. Uh, but actually focusing on that skill and energy weapons is very very powerful. Uh, and like especially earlier on, yeah, I, guys don't have like the high defense yeah, gear. And stuff. I usually run an energy weapon character a lot, so that's nothing yeah. new. But I never really run explosives, and I I always mean to, but I find them especially in New Vegas a little bit clunky. It's super funny. Like, once in VATS, once your, like, skill is high enough and you're, like, basically... If you throw a grenade at a super mutant, it's hitting him between the eyes or in, like, the pecs <laughs> yeah. every time at a certain point. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love it. True that. Uh, so, I'm playing some New Vegas. Uh, I, of course, the Nintendo Switch, their online service added more Super Nintendo games, including a Japanese Super Famicom game called Paneled Upon, known over here in North America as Tetris Attack or Pokemon Puzzle League, if you will. Uh, so I have been... They, they leave them in Japanese. Like, they've added a couple Japanese games now uh, to that service, and they just leave the games in Japanese. So I'm kind of navigating the menu, figuring out what everything is. But all the different modes I typically like to play are in there. The aesthetic of the game uh, is kind of like little fairy girl aesthetic, which, you know, is, is kind of chill, but also, you know, not my favorite. Uh, but great <laughs> great game. Tetris Attack is fantastic, paneled upon whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I was playing some of that. And also, uh, after playing... My uh, my daily required 45 minutes to an hour of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Pound the Pawns just right there on the dashboard. I just I just click over, play some of that. So I haven't played much else this week. Uh, did continue a little bit in Final Fantasy IX. I am just before the hunt in Lindblom with uh, with Freya there where you have to fight all the beasts in the town square when they do like, yeah, the yeah. running of the beasts or whatever. Uh, yeah, man. So much of that game 
like I don't remember it beat to beat, but as it's playing out, I remember it so crystal clear. Like everything that happens, uh, even the the active time events or whatever the fuck, like when uh, Steiner tries the pickles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like I that. remember the game very clearly up until you leave that city, Alexandria, I guess it's called. Yeah, no, that's Alexandria is where you start, where the play is taking place, and then this is Lindblom, which yeah, is sorry. where Regent City. When you leave uh, Lindblom and you go to that village with the fog, uh, yeah, and then you leave when when you leave that village Bermicia. is when my yeah. is when my memory of that game pretty much cuts off, and I don't remember much after that. It's a very short first disc that game. Yeah, <laughs> when you th- when you think about it, uh, but yeah, you you end up leaving and going to uh, Bermicia with Vivi and Freya, and then you also can pick up Queena at that point, uh, and then you get your ass handed to you <laughs> when you get there, where it's like it's it's the wasn't it the realm of like the kingdom of eternal rain or something? It's just constantly raining, and the fucking soundtrack. I've, I've for three weeks running now. I've been saying it, but goddamn, you can't beat it. It's it's like it, it's orchestrated like a play. Like every scene has very intentional music. All the themes of the characters and stuff is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, there's very, I don't need to, there's yeah. very few games, I shouldn't say few games, but there are certain games where you can literally feel the love. Or I should say figuratively, you can't literally feel it. I, um, I can literally feel the love coming off yeah, of it. No, you can figuratively feel the love co- coming off of it. Um, something like... Like, uh, I don't know, God of War, Final Fantasy IX, of course, sure, uh, yeah. Nier Automata. These games that you can tell, these guys aren't making it because, like, someone told them to and they want a paycheck. There's genuine love and care and 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 uh, appreciation for art, or whatever you want to call it, put into it. It's Yeah, it's, it's an attention to detail, not in necessarily the detail of building the world, but building the experience. So yeah. what is the player doing? What are they seeing? What are they hearing? Um... Uh, yeah, that's... It's, it's making sure every song is perfect for every moment. It's making sure that every section you go through, every city you visit, every conversation you have is meaningful in some way or adds to the character, to the story. And yeah. Final Fantasy IX does it perfectly. Well, it's like I, when I play Pokemon games, I talk to everyone because Pokemon is an awful series for having random NPCs give you things. Yes, uh, So know. when you play a new Pokemon game for the first time, you have like, to talk to oh, everyone. I have to talk to this motherfucker to get the sound setting? That's ridiculous. Or, no, uh, it's or oh, like, this guy gives you a moonstone. Ne- yeah, I'll never get, like, the psychic TM unless I talk to this fucking random dude here that's just like... Mr. Psychic's house. That's just like, ha, 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 I love, like, donkey dick. Reading your here's, mind. I, here's a fucking psychic <laughs> TM. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Or substitute. You go talk to the little girl and she needs her doll. You bring her a doll and she gives you the substitute TM. Yeah, it's just like, how the fuck would you ever figure this out unless you, like... Painless. Talk to everybody. Uh, so I find myself talking to everybody in uh, Final Fantasy IX, and a, and a lot of the characters, this is before multiple lines of dialogue were expected, but a lot of the flavor text and the things you talk to these characters about, or the little thing it builds up. Uh, for example, when you're in the hotel in Lindblom, there is a uh, Moogle in the in the room next to yours. You can go talk to him, and you have a Mognet letter for him, and you save your game. But when you go downstairs and you and you go next to the uh, the clerk, there's actually like an exclamation point thing you can read, and it's someone's negative review of the hotel saying that uh, a all they could hear was Kupo Kupo all night, and it kept them up, and they had a terrible sleep, and they'll never be returning. Uh, that kind of stuff uh, in those games. It's great. Is, uh, is, is great. Yeah. Uh, so we have some news here, unless you have anything else you've been playing aside of uh, of Morrowind. Call uh, of Duty, I Call, guess. Yeah, <laughs> Call of Duty still with the boys. Uh, Warcraft how do you 3, like, uh, How do your boys like those uh, those update files being hundreds of gigabytes? Yeah, whole, man, my one buddy who is, like, not super tech-savvy, like, he has, like, a PS4 to play, like, sports games and COD, right? 
Um, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, he understands the concept of, like, deleting games to make room for other games, but he's just getting fucking pissed off that the only games he can have on his original PS4 at this point is pretty much Call of Duty and NHL. Like, he doesn't have The room way for- God intended it. Yeah, like he does. Yeah, it's, he was just wild. losing it the other day, but he's just like, but like, I have like nine friends who play Call of Duty. Like, I can't not play it right now. Um, yeah, so- I don't know what they are thinking on on a console with a again the download speeds uh, and the the copying data, the actual writing to the disc on the PS4 is so fucking slow. On top of if you have a 500 gigabyte console, you already have sub 450 gigabytes actually available to you, and this goddamn save file is creeping up on like 150 or something. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's 198 right now, I want to say, for that's, fucking... That's fucking insane. It's fucking nuts. Um, like, I... You could... I Like, I'm pretty sure you could if you want to delete, like, the story and the spec ops parts, but, like, what, that frees you up, like, 40 gigabytes? At that point, who gives a fuck? Um, that's... Eight, 200 fucking gigabytes. In a world of data caps... What what are they thinking with that? Why do they need it to be so big, so uncompressed? What's wrong with it? And people have complained about this since the game came out, and nothing has been done. But, well, like because it keeps fucking selling, and Warzone is so popular right now. Um, it's just like it's it's like it's the fucking it's it's like I don't even know what the problem is. It's it's the what you're gonna do about it, like not play Call of Duty problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a solution. That's I not... know, but it clearly works because I have like ten fucking friends who play Call of Duty, and like no <laughs> one has since like Black Ops Two. Yeah, like whatever it is about this, probably Warzone. It has drawn everybody back, and most people have gone on to buy like the full game for multiplayer and everything. So clearly, it's fucking working. So, so the the business model worked, is what you're saying? Yeah, it it just works. <laughs> Speaking of things that just work. Uh, the Epic Game Store didn't uh, last week when they gave GTA V away for free. They crashed for like 12 full hours or something like that. However, uh, this week, you can go crash their website again, maybe, maybe not, for Civilization VI, uh, which is available completely for free on Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store continuing to do what Google Stadia does need to do to pull... Well, so, Epic Game Store is in direct competition with Steam, obviously, and people have problems with Epic's exclusives and their practices as compared to Steam. But Steam has had the monopoly for for over a decade now. Nothing has challenged it. Uh, So, yes, obviously, if you're used to a certain UI, a certain interface, a certain customer service, uh, Epic is different. And it does suck that a lot of games you might be uh, looking forward to are now available on a different service. But ultimately, uh, who cares? Uh, The the, uh, idea of having the allegiance to the thing you buy the thing through... Uh, I don't quite understand, especially when it comes to digital purchases. Yeah. Uh, but Civilization VI, if you're a Sid Meier's fan, is available for free on Epic Game Store now. You don't do much PC gaming, so I guess it doesn't... Well, me, I do in the sense that like, I'm playing Morrowind on PC. Um... Right, but you, you're not fucking with like EA Origin. No, and, no, like, no, 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 yeah. no. I, like, I still play like fucking... I play some like StarCraft II with my buddy. I fucking... You know, I play some Warcraft 3 Reforged. I play you some... really took that explicit tag to heart now. You're just you're throwing in the F word. I like it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Borderlands 3, are you headed back to play the new uh, DLC? Oh, there's uh, another one. Uh, yes, Save the Frontier Town of Vistage starting June 25th, uh, inspired by the Old West. Well, I played the Moxie heist one on the planet. I wasn't a big fan of it personally. Um, Weaponized Jet Beast. Sure. These are words that are written on this 
uh, news story. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's it's hard to fuck up a Borderlands DLC, make it, like, at least ten hours long, put in some new guns, call it a day. Um, you're, it's not, I, I don't expect Tiny Tina's uh, Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragons Keep Every Time, which is a fantastic DLC. Um, so yeah, I'll probably pick it up if it's cheap enough. Uh, me, me and my girlfriend always play through Borderlands stuff together. Um, nice reason to go back and uh, revisit that game. You know? Yeah, yeah, we reached. Max- it is paid though, right? There's like a season pass. You have to pay for this. Right? Yeah. Um, I didn't buy the season pass because some of the DLCs I don't think are worth it. Like the really, really small ones that cost like two bucks or some shit. Like I just don't even bother. Um, uh, speaking of guns, uh, Bungie is uh, talking about needing to retire a lot of Destiny 2's guns. So Destiny 2 has more or less been confirmed for next-gen consoles, uh, meaning that Destiny 3 might be a little ways off, or Destiny 2 is just the model they they stay with. I just think they should rename the game Destiny and and call it a day and just add content to it, like an MMO. Uh, The idea of releasing a Destiny 3 at this point, I don't think, is, is necessary. Uh, they do need to sunset weapons, though. They need to mix it up. No, uh, because so they need to retire some things. Not nerf them per se, well, but because move Lee, on if, in a way Lee, uh, like re- they always have. If you yeah. release Destiny three, then you can get more money. I I mean, it's true to con yeah. to console gamers, and like this isn't like an affront to them, but they're not nearly used to the MMO model that PC gamers are. So if you got a buddy like my buddy who just has NHL and fucking Call of Duty on his PS four. If I'm like, hey, go buy Destiny, and he's like, wait, didn't that game come out in, like, 20-fucking-12 or whatever? Like, yeah, but it's, like, it gets updated all the time. It's it's new, though. And he's like, but wasn't Destiny 2 out? Well, yeah, but no, but they released it under Destiny. Now it's just an MMO that you have to upgrade. Yeah, but if like it's at way points, easier to be like Destiny hey, that will exist. Yeah, just, right. It's way easier to just be like, here's Destiny three. It's just the new one. Just buy it, and you're gonna get way more money that way. No, Destiny three is gonna be a fucking thing for sure. Well, they already more or less made the game free to play to an extent. Uh, so I assume something like that will be available on PS5 and Xbox Series X, and then whatever they do after that, whether they release a new game or just update it with DLC. Uh, I've never, like, so the thing with Destiny is at a certain point in that game, it is really just about grinding out quests and pursuing Man, weapons. Man, talk that you about want. another game series we need to put on the spotlight is fucking Destiny. It's <laughs> like, what happened? Uh, but, yeah, so, so like, I've lost favorite weapons of mine or they've become no longer viable. Uh, and you just kind of move on. But the, the point of the game, the, the gameplay, like, the shooting is great. Uh, yes. Destiny is one of the best FPSs ever released, especially on consoles. In terms of the way it feels, the fun you're having while playing it, and the weapons are just that. Uh, so, it's a necessary uh, necessary evil, I guess? I don't know. But but the, the community pushes back on this all the time. It's just like, okay, if you want to play the same thing in a bubble forever you know, go with God, uh, but we want to freshen things up, give you a reason to keep playing. It's it's a very thin line uh, to walk. Right? Yeah, and it's also very intimidating, though, for, you know, someone like me who was a very hardcore Destiny 1, Destiny 2 player for a long time, but then I was like, this is becoming a part-time job for me because there's so much content to keep up with. I'm not one of those players that can just do a little bit of it and then just say fuck it to the rest. Well, you want to maximize your efficiency, right? So the problem with Destiny is you log in, you nowadays you access eight billion bounties on top of the weekly missions, on top of the story missions, on top of anything you had going on. 
Uh, and it's a constant checklist you're working on. And just like Animal Crossing with the Nook Miles thing, you don't want to be just fishing if you can be fishing and something else. In Destiny, you don't want to just be shooting the guy if you can be using a set of guns that will get you EXP because you have a bounty. Yeah, but then you're not using the guns that you want to use and you're not using the loadout that you want to use. And it's just... Right. Um, and what am I doing then? Yeah, right? and then Destiny is just... It's a lot of... Like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and I gotta do the raid, so, then I gotta do the nightfall, then I gotta do the weekly heroics, then I gotta do the weekly uh, heroic strikes, then I gotta do, like, yeah. the Archon's Forge, then I gotta do the Dreaming City bounties, and then it's just, like... So it, that was my... So I, I deleted Destiny 2, because I just kept going to it. It was just, like, comfort food. I'm like, this is fun, and I've, I've gotten a lot of stuff in this game, and it's it, there's a good loop I can do here. Uh, but when PSO 2 came out, I'm like, oh, well, this will just replace that for me. But PSO 2 being a game that has been out for how many years has all that baked in too. There's 8 million missions to do and story quests and cutscenes to do and things to activate uh, and things that you're like, oh, I can just go ahead and play this game, but I'm missing out on a ton of this content or things that will help me out and make the game more fun to play just because I'm not walking around talking to everybody. Uh, so there was a fair bit of legwork to do in that game just in regards to what what actually do I do in Fantasy Star Online 2 as compared to uh, the previous game. Uh, and it, it's made me kind of not want to play the game as fun as it is. Uh, I'm just like, man, there's a lot to, to break off there. So uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, the prequel to Cyberpunk 2077, the Cyberpunk Red tabletop RPG, has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, they're going to try to get it out by the end of the summer. Uh, obviously the game is coming out in September, so time is of the essence there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going into Cyberpunk expecting the main story quest or, like, the story they're looking to tell to be the real reason I am hyped for this game. More the atmosphere and the, honestly, the side stuff. The Just like Witcher building. 3. <laughs> What's that? Just like Witcher 3. Yeah, Even exactly. though, like, uh, a lot of people a lot of people seem to think, and in some ways I agree, that Witcher 3's main story was weaker than all its side missions. I still very much thought that Witcher 3's main story had a very compelling narrative. And was very strongly written, so I'm looking forward to Cyberpunks. I think its main story is going to be great. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, there there is a, a tabletop RPG prequel coming, so stay tuned. Neat. You know about Minecraft? I know about Minecraft. Yes, I've heard of it. <laughs> Minecraft has passed 200 million in sales. 200 million units. Yeah, that's crazy, man. People love so, their fucking. It's it's Lego, man. It's just virtual Lego, like. The, the wildest part is they are reporting that 226 million people are still actively playing monthly. Uh, I don't know if that's with or without a subscription. Obviously, there's things you can... Minecraft's a weird game because in 11 years, it has actually gone up in price. Uh, something that started basically for free and then was at like a $20 price point has slowly gone to a $30 price point to a $40 price point on yeah. the newer consoles. Uh, Switch is hanging on, uh, but... Now there's a subscription service as well. You can run your own world. They extended that, of course, with the Bedrock update to the consoles. Uh, so Minecraft, man, bigger than ever, never went away. Uh, Fortnite is a drop in the bucket compared to Minecraft that has the longevity, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and what's fucking wild about that is they're releasing a game called Minecraft Dungeons, which is like an isometric, I believe, hack and slash kind of Diablo-y thing. And that's coming out Tuesday. Uh, and it's going to be on Game Pass, so I'll tell you all about it next week. Because I'm going to check it out, obviously, for free. The, the price is right. Uh... What's weird is they're not releasing a physical edition at the same time. I don't know if that's a COVID-related thing, but they have indefinitely delayed the physical to just go digital with this thing. Microsoft, of course, giving it away on Game Pass, giving Minecraft away, uh, whereas you have to pay for it on Switch and PS4. Uh, so Microsoft actively publishing games on other consoles now, which is a little weird, but it's Minecraft, so it breaks the rules. Anyway, we'll talk more about that next week when we play Dungeons. Uh, and that's really the first 
Minecraft adjacent game that isn't just the core Minecraft that they've done. They're trying to expand the IP into other genres. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. A quick little anecdote here to, to cap us off, so Reed can get some lunch. Uh, is of course you have heard that Tony Hawk. Uh, they are doing a remaster of Tony Hawk One and Two. Yep. For the PS4 and Xbox One, uh, they have rescanned all the original skaters, but they are not de-aging them. Yeah. So basically, well, what you yeah. have is a roster of like forty-eight-year-old guys just shredding it up. Uh, and I think that's great. Uh, Chad Musk is not super old. <laughs> uh, who we got? Tony Hawk, who's fifty-two. Bucky Lassick, forty-seven. Rodney Steve, Mullen. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Rodney Mullen. Uh, where's Rodney? Yeah, he's on here. He's fifty-three. He's yeah. the oldest of the bunch, actually. Uh, we got Steve uh, Caballero, fifty-five. Yeah, how, no, old's he's Mu- how old's Chad? Uh, Chad Musco? Forty-two. Yeah, see, see, he's, he's like he's like Chris Jericho. He's, Wait, he's, old Chris Jericho. <laughs> he's young in comparison to the others. Chris Jericho's like 48, 49, isn't he? Is he approaching fifty? Jericho, he's fifty something for sure. Hold on, this is how this this is how this goes out. It starts with Justice League and it ends with me googling Chris Jericho's age. Winnipeg boy, forty-nine years old. November 9th, nineteen seventy. Hopefully, Chris Jericho will appear in the game. <laughs> Um, yeah, Eric Costin also, I'm pretty sure, is not the oldest guy. Uh, Rune Gilfberg, 45. Kareem Campbell, 46. Jamie Thomas, 45. Bob Burnquist, 43. Uh, Eric Costin, 45. Chad Muska, 42. Aless- uh, Alisa, Alessa Steamer, 44. Andrew Reynolds, 41. Wow. Uh, yeah, so all these guys, man. I hope, man. I hope it's the exact same soundtrack. I'd be so hyped if I went into the warehouse level and I heard uh, Superman by Goldfinger. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'd be like, oh shit, here we go. So, yeah, it's... it's So I've never been a skateboarder, one of them skateboarding kids, but what those games did uh, for that sport and that community and stuff cannot be understated. I'm pretty sure Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is one of the top two highest rated games on Metacritic. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, there's that's probably a longer list at this point, just based on how many fucking no, games there are. No, but people on. fucking love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, man. Like, it's crazy. Well, it's a good <laughs> game, Reed. Yeah. You gotta catch, get those like, tapes. No, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was such... It was a phenomenon in the sense that everybody I knew who had a video game console played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You didn't yeah. have to be a skater. It was just a game you had. It was enough of a phenomenon that it did make about half the kids I know who had the game attempt to skateboard, even though none of them are now. But, well, what's interesting, it, yeah, like, to, to go off that is, like, it gave you a glimpse into this world, whether you were interested in it or not. Uh, it gave you an understanding of, like, telling you what the moves are, telling you, like, what's a goofy foot, and what's this and that. A Madonna, like, pop shove it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, it, it, it had so much care. Like, it was made by people who really enjoyed skateboarding, and they wanted to share that love with everyone, and they wanted to make it at such a level that, if you're already into it, good to go, buddy. If not... Here's this crazy introduction to this world. All the videos they would include, uh, and 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 putting the name skaters in there and making them look. I just thought it was it's phenomenal. It's one of the greatest representations of a an actual thing ever made. Absolutely, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater for the first couple of games, man. 
Alrighty, well, I need to eat food before lunch. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back, or I'll be back, Sunday with Salt and the Slam, of course, to review AEW Dynamite, The Big Show Show, and Total Bellas. Otherwise, this has been the Public Beta Podcast. You can interact with the show anywhere you see it posted. Send us a comment or a topic to discuss at titsiceberg on Twitter. Lee at titsiceberg.com is my email address for myself, Lee. And for Reed, thanks for signing up again, and we'll talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.